0: morning everybody doing okay today good day isn't it great worship hey uh we uh any veterans in the room if you're a veteran would you please stand we'd like to honor you just if you're a veteran anybody you guys would give it up for these veterans we we honor you and thank you for your service also thank you to your families as well because we know they sacrificed as well but thank you for uh for defending our freedoms we get to worship and we get to do what we get to do here because of uh, you. And uh, thank you so much for that. So we're talking about a place to belong. And uh, we're in this series. Uh, uh, we kicked it off last week. And hopefully, you know, we, we kind of begin to understand that, you know what, there's a, that God has more for us. He wants us to belong to each other. And uh, we're supposed to, we actually do. Scripturally, it tells us that we belong to one another as believers. And so today we're talking about, I belong because I believe. And uh, so we want to kind of dig into that. What does that look like? What does that mean? And so you know, we talk about being believers, uh, followers of Christ. Uh, we talk about being Christians. And so, what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to really believe? Because I think there are times, you know, that that that's on different levels. You know, we believe, hey, there's a God. We believe that Jesus lived at one time. But man, do we believe to the point of surrender and commitment? That's the question mark. And uh, so, I belong because I believe. And so, let's take a look at this. It says we all feel the need to know and be known. We we talked about that last week, and we talked about the early church. Uh, we talked about life groups and why we feel like that is so key to you getting connected and involved is uh, here at the church is we can sit in here and we kind of get to know each other we can even give high fives like we did a little earlier but in a life group you get to know people and you get to know them by name you get to know their kids you get to pray together and you kind of go it goes to another level and so i think that's where we kind of get to go a little bit deeper in our relationships and and sometimes a lot of us we want it we want it surface level because we don't want anybody to know too much about us, right? We, don't, we want to kind of hide a few things, and we want to kind of keep everybody at arms, arm's length. You know, just say, hey, listen, hey, good to see you, high five, whatever. But I don't know if I want you too, too much involved in my life because you might find out that I'm broken. And here's the thing, we're all broken. We're all needy. We're all in need of a Savior. One of the cool things, we had a, a marriage conference over the weekend. It was Friday night and yesterday. And that was one of the things that we talked about in that marriage conference is we're all broken, we're all needy. We all, we all need each other. We need our spouse, you know, to uh, help us walk through some things. And we need each other. And so it's a beautiful picture of that. And we see that in Scripture. Again, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. This is what they were devoted to. They were committed to. And so the early church was a great, great picture of this. Everyone was filled with awe and the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the what? Believers. All the believers we were together and had everything in common. And so, belief is a big part of this. You know, it's what, what do we believe? What do you believe? What do you believe about God? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the Word of God? What do you believe? You know, because it can be everywhere. You know, and there's always someone telling you what you ought to believe. I don't want to tell you what you, want, what you ought to believe today. I want to tell you what God's Word says belief is about whenever we put our faith in Christ. And so that's what I want us to really unpack today. But the early church is a great picture of knowing and being known. If, we, if we're, t- hey, where's that place where I can feel like I belong there? The church is a beautiful picture of that. So it wasn't just a place of knowing and being known, but it was a great place of believing. It was a great place of believing and knowing what you believed because they were dedicated to what? The apostles teaching. They knew what they believed. And there's so many people that claim to be Christians day and they, they don't even know what they believe. That, they, don't have, they have no idea about doctrine or anything like that. They just go, hey, well, I go to that church. Well, that church ain't going to get you to heaven. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's what you believe. It's what you put your faith in, it's what you put your confidence in. And if you put it in a building or a gathering of people, I'm just telling you, you've got it in the wrong thing. I don't care if it's journey, church, or anything else. Jesus is the only way. And so we've got to know what we believe about Jesus. And so it's, it's important that we understand it. So we want to know what God's Word teaches. They devoted themselves to something they believed they, they believed in a person. They believed in the person of Jesus Christ. They believed that Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross. They believed in the gospel, the good news. They believed. And they believed to the point that it changed who they were and what they did and what they held on to and what they believed was most important. And so they believed in this teaching, they believed in this person, they believed in the Son of God to the point that it changed everything. And much like these veterans that we see in here, they were willing to put their life on the line for what they believed. They were willing to say, hey, listen, man, if I have to be crucified, if I die, you know what, it's because I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And man, if I breathe my last, you know what, I go to heaven to be with him. And so I'm okay with that, but I believe that what I believe is more important than what I have to deal with in this life. And so what a beautiful picture of that. So they devoted themselves to what they believed. They were a community of faith. It was all about faith. It wasn't religion. It doesn't say, hey, they had a religious community it says they were a community of faith. They believed. They put their faith in, in the person of Christ. And so it's about faith. And if we look in Scripture, oftentimes, you know, you'll hear people, especially in the media, they always want to attack religion. And I, I get that. I'm with them there. Because we don't consider ourselves a religion. We consider ourselves a people of faith, the community of faith. And you might say, well, Mike, religion is man's attempt to get to God. Faith in Jesus Christ, that was God's attempt to get to man, right? And so when we put our faith in Christ, you know, that's, that's where we go, you know what, this is about faith. It's not about anything I did. Religion is me attempting to do things, trying to get there, trying to earn it. And so I belong because I believe. And so I want us to understand that. What does it mean to believe? You would say, most of us in this room, if you got up and you're here at an 805 service, I would say that you probably believe... That there's a Jesus, that, that Jesus lived, you believe a little bit about Him, but the question is, how deeply does that go? To the point of change, commitment, surrender, you know, salvation, you know, redemption? I mean, does it go that far? Or are you still, hey, on the kind of weighing this thing out, checking it out? Like, man, is Jesus who He says He is, so I belong because I believe. So I want us to look at Galatians 3, 26 through 29. A great passage here. And so Paul's writing to them, he says, For you are all children of God through faith, and who? In Christ Jesus, not in a church, not in, a, you know, in, a, in somebody else's teaching, but you're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. That's where that's where it all starts. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. It's like you know what? Hey, I'm a new person. I've been changed, been transformed. I can't. I can't continue to do the same things I've always done. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so what he's saying there, hey, listen, man, you know, all these divisions, they're gone. We're one. We're united as one body, as one, one, one group of believers. Even like, you know, our church, we're a local expression of the body of Christ, but the body of Christ is at work all over the nation, all over the world right now literally the gospel is being proclaimed in nations that they tell you hey listen if you preach that you will die here but guys are like hey listen I would rather die than for people to miss out on the gospel and so we've got to understand you know what we are all one one body those who, who believe who put their faith in Christ in Galatians three twenty six 26 through 29 here's 29 it says and now that you belong to Christ you are the true children of Abraham you are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham uh belongs to you I love that 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 Uh, picture there you know father Abraham the father of faith right I belong because of my faith in Jesus so we belong because we believe goes back to what we just read but this it talks about faith so what is what do we believe we put our faith in something we put it in someone in Jesus so I belong because of my faith in Jesus yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in who I know it's 805 by our faith in who there you go Let's say that one more time. It just sounds so good. All right, so let me read it. I'm going to read it whenever we get to that point. I'm going to ask you guys, and I want you to wake up and respond, all right? So, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus. Christ. Doesn't that sound good? I mean, that sounds good. Not by obeying the law. It's not by just doing the right and wrong things, right? It's not by obeying the law. This is what Paul is right. He said, it's by faith in Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ it's not by obeying the law and a lot of these people are starting to say hey we got to do all these laws we got to follow all these routines and these rituals and stuff and we got to make sure that we line up with all that and he's going like what are you doing and he says and we have believed there's believed again right we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith because of our faith in Christ not because we have obeyed the law For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. What he's saying, hey, listen, if you think, hey, man, if I do enough right things, if I read my Bible and if I go to church enough, if I memorize scripture, if I do these things, if I give some money to the poor, you know, if I do a few things, you know, then maybe God will let me in. And I've heard people say that through the years that they go, you know, I hope I can do enough good that God would let me in. I was like, dude, that's works. And works will never get you there. That's, that's what they were doing. They were doing works. They were trying to earn their salvation. And I know we all struggle with this because we work, hopefully most of you guys work. If not, you know, get you a job, all right? If you can. If you can work, work. But you work for a paycheck right you work and you want that paycheck when you get that paycheck you complain about all the taxes that the government gets and all that stuff especially if you do overtime you know you go like man I hate to even work overtime because the government gets it all you know I I know you know we, we know that but we're working for something we want that that we want that return if you will or that reward but with salvation you don't earn this you receive it as a gift it's given to you it's a blessing, and you don't, you don't get it by obeying the law, but suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. He's like, no. So look at this. He says, rather, I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. And so pretty much what Paul is saying, hey, listen, you know, if, if throughout my life, I kept trying to be good enough, good enough, fixing things, stop doing things. I'm going to stop doing this. And I'm trying to clean myself up so that Jesus would accept me. What I have done, I've discredited the cross. I have belittled what Jesus did. And so what I'm doing is I'm saying that I can do what Jesus can't do. So I've got to clean myself up. I've got to get myself right. And then maybe he will accept me. And that's what Paul is saying. Hey, listen, what you're doing is you're, you're really stepping back into sin because you're making it all about you and not about Jesus. Jesus. And so we have, we're guilty of that, right? I remember one time sharing with my uncle. I've shared this before. Uh, God you know, I put him on my heart to share the gospel with my uncle. And I said, uh, I said, Big Jim, his name was Big Jim. I said, Big Jim, I said, is there any reason that you wouldn't put your faith in Christ today? And he said, well, I want to quit smoking. I want to get back in church and start reading my Bible again. What was he doing? He was doing works, right? He, he was like, well, I want to clean myself up. And I told him, I said, hey, man, if you can do it, then what did Jesus go to the cross for? And so oftentimes we have that mentality. I've got to clean myself. Let Jesus clean you up. Let Jesus bring conviction. Let Jesus and the Holy Spirit work on you. And here's the thing, but the thing is we just come to him as we are. And that's why we've always said as a church, hey, come as you are in your brokenness. That's what Jesus is looking for. A broken and contrite spirit is what God desires. And so it's in our brokenness that we go, you know what? I am in need of a savior. I don't, I, I can't fix it myself. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law, stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. Now, here's Paul who, who was saying, hey, man, I was Hebrew among Hebrews. Man, I was, I, was a, I was zealous about the law. He kept everything. He was righteous according to man's standards. But he said, man, I realized, man, that was all garbage. And he said, man, I, that, it, it just condemned me. He said, but man, now I live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In other words, I died to that old way of thinking. I died to that works mentality. I died to that keeping the law. I died to that. Amen. now Christ is at work in me, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, by putting my faith in the Son of God, by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How beautiful is that? I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. So Paul is writing to what? He's writing to the church. He said, hey, listen, man, some of you guys have missed it. You you don't understand. You don't don't go back and start trying to do all these things to earn God's grace. Man, we we don't treat it as meaning. We go, man, we are so grateful for God's mercy, His amazing grace. And God, I'm thankful that you love me enough that you would would literally provide the way of salvation for me. And so what a beautiful picture that we see here that Paul is saying, hey, man, it is faith in Christ. In the next chapter, he says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. Well, he said, hey, listen, man, if you you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law, then, man, we're, we're off here. But he said, that's not what happened. He said, you receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. You go to Pentecost, you go to anywhere in the New Testament where you see, where, man, the Holy Spirit fell on that place or moved in that place, it is because they believed in the person of Christ, not because they had followed the letter of the law. If that's the way it worked, that would have happened for years. But it didn't. That's what he's addressing. He says, how foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You know, see, here's the thing. Satan loves for you to think it's all about what you do and your effort rather than your faith in Christ, your surrender to Christ. your literally your trust in Him. And so the enemy wants you to make it about you. And then whenever you can't keep up, he disqualifies you. He tells you you're not good enough. Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? He said, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? I mean, just think about what we just read in the the early church there in Acts. Man, there was miracles that were taking place. There were healings that were taking place. Man, people's lives were being changed and transformed. They went from death unto life. He says, says, of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Y'all may not have it all figured out. When I was 19 years old, I didn't have it all figured out. But man, I believe that Jesus was who he says he was. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he, he bled out his precious blood for the sins of the world. I believe with everything that was in me, all the faith that I had. And I said, you know what? I believe to the point of surrender. I believe that he was placed in a borrowed tomb. I believe that he was resurrected by the Spirit of God. I believe that he walked among the disciples. I believe they put their, their hands in his hand and their hand in his side. And I believe that with everything that's in me. And here's the thing, it changed my life. It changed my destination, my, my destiny, everything about me. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his what? His faith. There's father Abraham, the father of the faith, they would say. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. He's talking to Jewish people who make it all about Abraham. He said, hey, listen. Abraham was pointing to something down the road. He was pointing to Christ. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare to the Gentiles, the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. He said, listen, that all people, all people, all nations, God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. How beautiful is that? We are here because of the message of the gospel. You know, and so Abraham was pointing. Hey, man, there will be a day when all nations will be blessed through you. So, all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. So, all who what put their faith in Christ? And see, it's about faith. It's not about works. It's not about deeds. You know, I, I mean, I love how, how powerful, how beautiful is it that you know a group of men who study the Bible on Wednesday nights said, "Hey, listen." Let's do, a, let's do a coat drive. Let's meet the needs of the people in our community. Let's get these, these gently used coats, these new coats, these blankets, whatever, and let's take care of the people that need them. And I'm sitting there going, how awesome is that? But you know what? They're not doing that to earn their salvation. They're doing that because they have received salvation, right? They're going, hey, man, I want to minister to the needs of the people around me. And so they're excited about doing something because God has done something in their life. I mean, he's he's changed their life. And so that's why we do what we do. It's not because to earn salvation. We're made right with God by following. We aren't made right by following the law, but by faith. So maybe you're one of those that you're a rule follower, you know, and and maybe you're, you know, we, uh, one of the things we covered in our our marriage conference this weekend was talking about the different personalities. And so maybe you're the rule follower, you know, and it's all, everything's got to be this way. And for you, man, it may be a struggle to literally say, God, by faith, I come to you. By faith, I put my faith in Jesus. I surrender my life. Maybe you're a control freak, and giving up control is a really tough thing, right? And you're going, man, I know, but, you know, but, but God, are you sure you got this right? But no, hey, I believe, I surrender, I put my faith in you. I trust you. You know, it's total surrender. And so we, we got to understand it's by faith. And understand, this is not just believing there is a God out there somewhere, or there's something out there. Like some people say, well, I believe there's something. You know, agnostics would say, well, I believe there's something out there. I don't know what it is, uh, but if I see enough proof, then I might believe. You know, and so there's people that would say, I believe there's something out there. It's not about believing. Hey, I believe that Jesus probably lived one day. It's more than that. This is a belief that, I mean, it moves you to a whole nother level. This is believing to the point of commitment, trust, and surrender. You know, I, not only do I believe that Jesus lived, I believe that he died. I believe that he was resurrected. I, I believe that he ascended. I believe that he was the son of God. I believe to the point that, you know what, I want, to, I want to die to my old way of living. I want to live for him. I want to become more and more like Christ. I want to respond with that old saying, what would Jesus do? That's what I'm going to do, right? That's, so that's, that's what we ought to be. So this is believing to that point. And then here's the last part. I belong because I have been baptized into the body of Christ. I belong because I have been baptized into the body of Christ. And it's going to be a little bit different than I think what some of you guys are thinking. A lot of you guys are already thinking, oh, he's talking about water baptism. And we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit and talk about that. So some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, and some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. By one spirit. So we've all been baptized into one body, the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ that works together. We use our gifts to help build up the body of Christ. Hopefully you guys have found your place of service. You know, you're you're not just just sitting here saying, hey, listen, I want to be fed, but I'm saying, hey, listen, I want to be fed so that I can serve, so I can help build up the body of Christ. That's what a believer does. A believer, a follower of Christ says, hey, I want to do what Jesus says to do, man, and I want to help build up the body of Christ. I want to use these gifts that God has given me. It says, so some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some are free. So what Paul is saying, hey, listen, this is everybody. This is for everybody. doesn't matter what your background is. doesn't matter what, your, you know, you know, what background you come from. This is for everybody. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the one spirit. So the Holy Spirit is at work, hopefully, in this room right now. Working in each heart in this room, number one, to make God's Word understandable. Because there's the things of God don't make sense to the common man. But to the guy who has the Spirit of God, these things begin to make sense. I heard someone say the other day, you know, I said, they said, you know, I never really understood the Bible that well until I put my faith in Christ. I said, that's because the things of God are foolishness to the common man. But to the man who has the Spirit of God within him... The Spirit teaches us. He is our counselor. He is our instructor, our teacher, if you will. And so he takes the Word of God and he brings it to life in in front of us. And we go, I get it now. I understand. And So there's some things that you will not understand until you put your faith in Christ. And then you begin to go, you know what? I get it. I understand the Word of God. I, I begin to see it. And so we, we share the same Spirit. So the Spirit of God is at work in this room. Even with the people that are watching online right now, God, I believe that the Holy Spirit is working in their hearts to open up their, their ears and their eyes to hear and see the Word of God. And what God wants to do in their life today. And so I believe that God is at work in every one of us doing, going, hey, there's something I want to tweak or change or kill or, or destroy, if you will, in your life that's keeping you from being like Christ. And so the Holy Spirit is at work in all of us. So this is a spiritual baptism into the body of Christ. So whenever we put our faith in Christ, when we surrender our life to Christ, we put our faith in Jesus. And so the cool thing is, is whenever it talks about being baptized into Christ, we're baptized into the body of Christ, one spirit, right? So it's a spiritual baptism that takes place. So whenever you put your faith in Christ, so here's the thing, you know, I walked an aisle when I was 19, I put my faith in Christ, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, I was saved that moment. I know that I was baptized into the Spirit that moment. I know that. There's no question that in my life. I know that. Here's the thing. I wasn't baptized for a few weeks. So the water baptism that takes place is not what determined whether or not I was part of the body of Christ. And so whenever I was baptized into the spirit of God into the body of Christ you know that's what changed everything for me I felt literally the spirit and the presence of God enter me you know and and it's like a it's like a wash cycle when I'm in my eyes I was watering you know I mean I'm crying my eyes out you know and but there was a cleansing that took place and I don't even know how to describe it effectively really with my words but it's what took place that moment I surrendered and I believed so I put my faith in Christ. I had heard about him my whole life, and I wanted to be saved, but I would always say I'm probably not good enough, or I don't know if I can do all those things is kind of what I would tell myself. So what I was thinking was I was thinking about works when I should have been thinking about faith, right? And so I finally came to that moment of salvation and surrender when I said, Lord, I put my faith in Jesus for salvation. I give you my life. And I can remember feeling the presence of God just literally envelop me. And I was, I've never been the same since then. Now, I've gone through plenty of struggles and plenty of storms and plenty of attacks, but I've never questioned whether or not I was saved at that moment. But I was baptized later. So the cool thing about this, this is a spiritual baptism into the body of Christ. You know, and and so there are people that, you know, oftentimes they think, well, the baptism, the water baptism, that's what's going to change everything. No, no, no. It's whenever you're baptized into the body by putting your faith in Christ, it is a spiritual baptism. You know, and so that's what changes everything. So water baptism is going public with your faith. Water baptism, you know, weeks later, I went through the water of baptism, water baptism. And there are some, I will just tell you this, there are some out there that teach, and there's plenty of denominations that adhere to this. They believe that water baptism is a requirement for salvation. We do not. I think it's wrong. I think it's a false teaching, to be honest with you. And I don't care. There's plenty of them out there that claim that, that you have to go through water baptism. But I believe that Scripture is pretty clear. When you see the thief on the cross and Jesus says, hey, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, listen, if you will get down off the cross and go get baptized and come back, you know, and then we might be able to work this thing out. But Jesus said, hey, because of your faith in me, you are going to be with me today in paradise. And so that's a perfect picture that he was not baptized, and he died that day, but he was not baptized. But there are plenty that would say, hey, listen, you need to be baptized. Well, here's the thing, that becomes a work. If you think, hey, I have to go through the waters of baptism to be accepted into the body of Christ, then you're going back to what Paul said, are you foolish? Because you're making it a work again. You're making it about work and not about faith. It's about believing, surrender. It's about believing to the point of surrender, commitment, and trust in Jesus alone. It's not by works. And let me tell you, I love water baptism. It's one of my favorite things. I mean, it's a great picture. Like I said, it is going public. It's letting everybody in the room know, hey, man, my sins have been forgiven. That's what it's saying. My sins have been forgiven. Man, I have been accepted into the body of Christ. I am dying to my old way of thinking. Even if that was works, I'm dying to that old way of thinking and being raised to walk in the newness of life. Man, filled with the Spirit of God, walking in the Spirit of God, wanting to be like Christ. That's what baptism is. And I think some of us think, hey, well, I'll get in that water, you know, and if I get in that water, it'll wash away my sins. That's not what washes away your sins. That's just tap water. That's just tap water. I'm just telling you. And sometimes we baptize in the kiddie pool at the YMCA, and I'm telling you, that's some nasty water. (laughs) I'm just saying. They ain't, don't tell them what, you see these kids walking around with these big old diapers or whatever, and you're like, why do they allow that to happen? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so here's what I'm saying is, it is the blood of Christ that washes away your sins. It is your faith in Jesus that saved you. It's what Jesus did on the cross, what he did through the power of the resurrection. That's what changes everything. It's not going through this water up here in this pool. Now, here's the thing. It's a beautiful picture, and, and I love that. And so water baptism is going public with your faith. Water baptism announces your salvation but does not produce your salvation. And we need to understand that. And there's, I'm telling you, there's people out there that will tell you, hey, you've got to get baptized today in order to, for, to be saved. That's, that's adding to the gospel, and we're not supposed to do that so we've got to be willing to say, you know what, man, my faith is in Christ and Christ alone. That's what it's about. Now here's the thing, water baptism is important because you're going public, you're letting everybody know. It's a declaration. You're saying, hey, I want everybody to know Christ lives in me. And here's the thing, it should be an indicator and it should be a place to be able to look back and say, you know what, man, when I put my faith in Christ, I I, I went public with my faith, everybody hopefully now can see that there is a change in me. I'm not the same guy, I'm not the same girl that I used to be, but I'm literally changed and transformed by the power of the gospel and I'm living that out, and this is part of me living that out is going public. And so Jesus was baptized by immersion, and what that word the whole word, baptismo, whatever it means to be put under, to be immersed and to be raised to something new. You know, when we were there in uh, Israel we were in an area close to the Dead Sea Scrolls where they were found and and one of the things there was we kind of saw where these guys, these uh these guys that would, uh, the scribes that would literally make all these, uh, these uh, uh, writings, whatever, they would copy the, the scriptures or whatever, they went through these ritual bathings regularly. I mean like, we were told that literally, like if they were going to write the name of God, they would literally go in and they would go into this, this pool, it was called a ritual bath, they would bathe, they would come out and they would write G, and then they would come out and they would write, you know, get another bath and they would O, and they were so about being ritually clean. And so the thing is, is for the Israelites, so whenever Jesus would talk about being baptized, it was a big deal. And so for a lot of these people, there was this ritual bath. They were, they were there by the temple, all these things where you would get cleansed by water. And so whenever he would talk about being cleansed by the Holy Spirit, you know, being cleansed by the blood of Christ, you know, that was a whole other thing. But these people understood being ritually cleansed. And so they would go through these water baptism or water baths, if you will. So when we do this, It is an outward expression that we have been cleansed by the blood of Christ. We've been cleansed by the forgiveness of God that he has washed us clean. He has made us white as snow. So it's a beautiful picture of that. So God saved you by his grace when you what? Man, y'all, I thought y'all were awake a while ago. God saved you by his grace when you what? There you go. It's not by works, is it? It's by believing. It's by faith. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. So in other words, if you could take credit for what you did, You know, you're robbing God of something. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Nobody can say, hey, well, listen, let me tell you what I've done. You know what? I gave like five coats to that coat drive the other day. And everybody's like, ooh, he gave five. And another guy goes, well, I gave 10. You know, I went out and bought 10. I I gave 10 new ones. I didn't give a gently used one. And all of a sudden, it becomes this brag board about what we've done rather than, hey, you know what? Man, we're doing that because of our faith in Christ. And I don't need recognition for that. I just need to be obedient to do what God is telling me to do and what the Spirit is leading me to do. For we are God's masterpiece. I love this. For we are God's masterpiece. There may be some of you here today that maybe you don't feel like a masterpiece, but I'm just telling you, if you put your faith in Christ, you are God's masterpiece. When you surrender to Him, you become His child. You're adopted into His family. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Man, whatever you were at one time, when you put your faith in Christ, that's behind you you know i've shared this before you know i've got friends of mine that when i get around them that are from my high school days uh they they often want to talk about what high school was like and what i did and and stuff like that and i'm like you know what man that, that guy's dead that man's dead i don't live like that anymore i live differently it's because not because of works but it's because of what jesus did in me by faith right and so, you know, like, and I, I think I'll share with you, I have people say, you know, are you a pastor? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, with, you know, with, I guess that scripture is true with God, all things are possible, you know, and, uh, that's probably an eye poke. But the thing is, is at least they see that there's a change. So my question is, is there a change in you? He, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The question is, is there been a change or did you just add something else to your resume where you're trying to get into heaven? You're trying to earn your salvation. Well, hey, well, man, I'm doing these things to hopefully get in. Maybe God will God'll let me in. I love this passage here. This is, this is so funny. Paul is writing here, and, uh, and some of the people were saying, well, hey, well, I was baptized by Paul, or I was baptized by this one. And, and they were kind of getting off course of what it was really about. And so Paul says, for Christ didn't send me to baptize water baptism, He says, but to preach the good news and not with clever speech for fear that the cross uh, of of Christ would lose its power. And so what he was saying is, listen, man, I wish I'd never even baptized some of you guys because you're making it that, hey, you were baptized by Paul, you're baptized by this guy. And he's saying, listen, you, you, you got focused on the wrong thing. We're baptized into the body of Christ. And he says, and that's a spiritual baptism. He said, it's not this water baptism that is important, but you're making it a work. You're making it something that you shouldn't. And so a lot of times, you know, we, we say, well, you know, I'm part of this church. I got baptized at that church. This is a gathering. The question is, are you baptized into the body of Christ? Have you put your faith in Jesus? Have you surrendered your life? Then, If you have, then you belong. Are you trying to earn your salvation by keeping the law or the rules and regulations that maybe you've been taught or that you see or that you, you know, that you feel like, hey, well, that's what it takes. So are you trying to earn your salvation? Are you willing to say, you know what? In my brokenness, Jesus here I am. I don't have anything to offer. I don't, I don't have anything to offer that makes me worthy. But what I give you is my life. I give you everything. I surrender. And Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I believe. And here's the thing, because you believe in Christ, you belong. You belong to the church. Because you, because you believe, you belong to the body of Christ. You belong to the kingdom of God. You belong to Him. You become His child. You're adopted into His family. How beautiful is that? You go from being a creation of God, that He created you, He knit you together in the secret place, to you become a child of God, adopted into His family, co-heirs with Christ. And then here's the last one. We can receive salvation by believing in Jesus by faith. It's the only way. It's like receiving a gift. It's just saying... Lord, I don't want to try to earn this. I just want to receive this. And so here I am in my brokenness, but with all the faith that I have. People often ask, well, Mike, how much faith does it take every bit that you got? If you're a little kid, it's childlike faith. If you're an old person, it's childlike faith. But it's all that you've got, that you fully surrender, that you fully trust. And here's the thing, whenever you put your faith in Christ, you belong. Let's pray. maybe you're here today maybe for the first time maybe you're watching online you realize you know what I believe today by faith I'm coming to you Jesus and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins Jesus I'm asking you to come into my life jesus i'm asking you to fill me with your spirit jesus i want to be baptized by your spirit into the body of christ i'm asking with all the faith that i have i want to be part of your family i want to know that i belong not hope not wonder but know If that's you, just say, Jesus, will you come into my life? Will you be my leader? Will you be my Lord? Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you teach me to live for you? His answer is yes. question is, is what is your answer? What will you do? If you just put your faith in Christ, you're here in the room. If you would, just raise your hand and say, Mike, that's me. Anybody? Just raise it high. Anybody? Maybe you're online. If you don't mind, just text us. My decision say, I put my faith in Christ today. If you did you belong it tells me there's a lot of believers in this room are we living out our faith to where we're becoming more and more like Christ every day are we telling others how they can be saved by faith in Christ he commissioned us to do that Let's be obedient to that. Father, I thank you for meeting with us today. God, I thank you that we don't have to earn salvation, God. We receive it by faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And Father, we thank you that it's not a religion. We thank you that it is a relationship with you through your son, Jesus, by faith. And so God, thank you for providing the way that any and all who would put their faith in Christ would become a part of the family of God and they would belong to you. So Father, thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen.